So I'm drinking Coors Banquet because mm. I started watching Cobra Kai. The banquet. <laughs> uh, the banquet. I'll start what, season what are you guys drinking? What are you drinking? Sculpin on draft. Cereal on Zainful. Peter's drinking Barrel House Big Sur. And so is Nick. And Wade got the uh, Elysian variety pack. Right now I'm doing a soup of blood orange and pale ale. Mm. Say something about who he is. What do you mean? Like, who are you? How do how do people know who you are? How do they distinguish you? They distinguish me by the loud guy. I mean, at least that works. The no, loud guy. No, he's not the loud guy. The loud guy is past your neck. Well, that's just because I'm a far away from the microphone. No, no, no. Past and I, I may not have a loud voice, know. but. Uh, I can project but when you it well. Speak, we listen. That's it. That's exactly what it is. And uh, you're the you're the bringer uh, of food. You're the muscle hamster. The, yeah, muscle hamster. The bringer of food. Yeah, he is bringer of food. By the way, thank you, Nick, for yeah. that. Nick the muscle hamster. That's what you can be. All right. Nick the muscle hamster. Uh, and you always just do Nicky No, we're not and doing pastor that. Pastor Nick the loud buffoon. Oh, I got Very simple. Simple distinction. So, speaking of the loud buffoon, I was listening to that guy <laughs> that he wanted me to listen to. And he said, you know, I'll give you the loud buffoon part, but as far as the rest of it, this is what I noticed. When I listen to preachers or pastors when they speak, I'm going to make the distinction between, are they, teach, are they trying to teach me... Um, like something about God's word, mm-hmm. or are they trying to trying to uh, teach me a moral lesson? And so I think this guy is just trying to teach moral lessons. He's not trying to teach what's in the Bible. He's just teaching. He is using the opportunity of the Bible to teach moralistic lessons. Okay. Seems like a distinction without a difference. No, there is a big difference. Is there? Yes, the difference is emphasis. The emphasis on God's word rather than your own ideas. But don't you think God's word teaches us on moral, moral, moralism, morality, moral, moralism, morality? I don't think that's the primary. I don't think that's the primary concern of the pastor or the preacher. I don't think that should. But would be. you say that he's helping people relate the word God's word to what the message is, and and in those times, the message is morality. Actually, that ties into. Well, I guess you'd have to. Okay, you'd have to define. That's exactly. Yeah, you'd have to define how what you determine to be morality and what you determine. By whose standard, Josh? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's a Joshism. That's a new Joshism. By whose standard? No, that's not. That's a Reformed credo. Well, I think the question becomes: (laughs) Is there morality in the Bible? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is it helpful and useful? Yes. Is that the primary version of the Bible? Absolutely not. And, so and, and I, I agree that so, it's so not. So if we see the, the Bible as revelation and then the gospel in particular as good news, then what we're really saying is, is that when you understand that, that, that it does have implications. It, it will change your morals and your values because you have a new perspective. Yep. So, but, but if we just, but some people, and I don't, I'm not saying this guy does because I don't have not listen to but like, some people reduce the Bible to moral lessons. And so if the Bible's reduced to simply moral lessons, then you're actually missing, to me, the power of what the Word of God really is. See, I think I think we all have a kind of different understanding and perception or a benefit to listening to these types of, types of things. Like, Josh, obviously, Josh has his own perspective. I can't, I can't keep up with jo- half of the shit Josh talks about. Well, you just go back. You gotta go back. But for me, when I listen to his podcast, I don't really look into it that that deeply. I look for the message, right? I'm looking. I'm listening more for the word. Yeah. Or you know, he but, he, yeah, he goes through scripture yeah, and. Say, let me say this. I think God, I think God can draw straight lines with crooked sticks, right? 
Can you elaborate, please? Yeah, please. <laughs> you don't understand that metaphor? I do, but how does it pertain to this con- to this conversation? Well, the for the du- listeners, the dude is the cr- the dude is the crooked <laughs> stick, and God is using him for His glory. Okay. You know, and you listen. Even though exactly. the stick is crooked. Even though the mm-hmm. stick. Well, I mean, it's called it's well, called Peronis. It's called Peronis. Okay. He's still drawing. There's a medical terminology that- for it. <laughs> well, you're the physical therapist, so you know, you know. It's called So you're getting the you're getting a benefit from it, mm-hmm. but the benefit is not necessarily intended by the speaker. Okay. Well, what if it is intended? I know. Yeah. Well, how how do we don't know what he's? What well, it could be. It could be. But I'm yeah. I'm making a judgment. You know. Bye. Bye. Judgment. No judgments. This is a callback from last episode. If you guys don't know what we're bawling about. Well, how, I mean, how else am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Well, Josh, you just gave us a lecture on how we can't judge last episode. No, I. That's the that's the opposite of what I said. That's what I got out of it. That's what I got out of it. Why well, we should? I think we should jump into acts because I think it's. I think. Okay. This, this is way more interesting. Oh, oh so. you know what? Let me send you the, the thing. So oh, first does everyone know who N.T. Wright is, by the way? No. no. no he's English, I know that. Yeah, From is. the literature, he, I picked English. up that he, he's, he's English. He's a jazz trombone player. I, Former uh, jazz he's, trombone he, player. So he's an English priest, so with the Church of England. Um, he's a scholar um, and a writer uh, and a communicator and a preacher. And so um, he's, he's written extensively on a variety of topics. Um, but, you know, a big thing that, that I appreciate about M.C. Bright, and actually he, he believes around his influence a lot of what we talk about the church, is that he really emphasizes the um, reality of, of the kingdom of heaven as being something that's right here and right now. So as opposed to a lot of times there are, there are movements in Christianity that say no, and he talks about it in chapter 1, heaven is a place that we go to, it's, it's an actual... You know, place that you can get to, and and here on this earth, this is this is not where we intend to be. There's heaven. He sees what Jesus did in his life, death, and resurrection has incredible implications for where we are here and now. And his ascension. It is it ascension. ascension. It, huh? Did you read the whole thing? I thought that was so cool. good. I did. I thought. I thought. I thought his description Changes. and his and was was very very interesting. And, and yeah. I didn't. I didn't understand it. He kind of put it in words which I can understand. Well, yeah, because I would have thought the same thing. When you get to the ascension part, and I was like, oh. okay, there he goes. Yeah, exactly. But I have to be honest. It was a little difficult to to follow the format that we have been doing with his book. Sure. Um. Uh, so like. Uh, in the past, and these are this for the listeners. In the past, what we've been doing is um, Wade and I have been leading the group, so we 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 usually don't. Not everybody usually has a book, and Wade and I usually get the book and we read through it, and then we uh, we write questions and discussion topics down, and we send it to everybody so that they have it with them. And I guess it, it was a little easier when nobody had the book because <laughs> you have you actually have questions, right? They didn't know, right? So. Uh, but this time it's a little more difficult because I'm trying to think of and I, and at the same time I mean a good thing about having Josh here is because he has a very theological perspective on everything and it's hard for me I, I don't have that mind I can't look at things yeah, like you that you do you just have a different theological perspective I, I I feel like I have a more of a practical theological aspect where I'm looking at things practically practically but not as in depth as you do and for me I I can't comprehend that. That thinking, so it's very well, difficult. And, and remember too, when we're talking about theology, ultimately we're just talking about beliefs, hmm. right? What we believe, right? I googled that this week. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's the study of God, like biology or you know, theos is God, so yep. theology is the study of God. But but at its core, it's really just what is it that we believe? Yeah, right? yeah. So and ultimately, understanding what you believe then has an impact on how you live. So let, let me just—I have a more dynamic theological perspective, or a more diverse theological perspective because I draw on different sources of uh, credibility and scholarship you read a lot you read a lot more than I do well I mean you have the experience you have the knowledge of, of, of so many different perspectives that you read and and yeah. from your and from your a lot of podcasts and a lot of podcasts. I don't know how you have time but uh, I mean okay let me read this Dear Theophilus did I pronounce that correctly? Theophilus. Theophilus. The previous book which I wrote had to do with everything Jesus began to do and teach. I took the story as far as the day when 
when he was taken up, once he had given instructions through the Holy Spirit to his chosen apostles. He showed himself to them alive after, after his suffering by many proofs. He was seen by them for 40 days during which he spoke about God's kingdom. As they were having a meal together, he told them not to go away from Jerusalem, but to wait, as he put it, for the Father's promise, which I was which I was telling you about earlier. John baptized John baptized with water, you see, but in few in a few days from now, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So this, so what he does, he breaks it in the he breaks a, uh, he breaks it up, you know, into small sections. <clears throat> and one thing that I, I want to bring up what I was. I'll go to the questions. The questions. Um, so as I'm reading through his commentary, and this is this is kind of my thought, and what and the questions that I have towards the group is, um, Christ's resurrection and ascension is the basis of Christianity. Without these two miracles, Christianity has no basis. When Christ returned to reveal Himself to the apostles and others, he has tra he has a transformed body, described by Luke as rich rich alive that can eat and drink as well as appear and disappear. Jesus' Jesus's new transformed body is the beginning of God's new creation and the new way that heaven and earth will come together. And he puts some, he, I wish, what I wish he would do is put a little bit more, um, um, something that you can refer to in the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. And he did in this, in this part, he said, he, he referred to Revelations 1 through 5, and he says, and I saw new heaven and new earth. <clears throat> And I think it's um, uh, is it John? No, Luke. Luke talking, right? Is it Luke? No, in, in, in Re Revelation. Revelation. John. John. Okay. Um, and there was um, okay. And I saw a new heaven and earth. For the for for the first heaven and first earth was passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as as a bride of uh, a. a Bride, a doom for her husband. I don't think that. I think adorned. I wrote adorned for her. Yeah, I wrote. Wrong. I spelled it wrong. For her husband, and I heard a voice, and they, and out of heaven saying, "Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them, and they shall be His people, and God Himself shall, uh, God Himself shall be with them, and be their God, and God shall wipe away the, all tears from their eyes." And there shall be no more death, neither neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. <clears throat> and he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I will make all things new. And I and, and the and the question that I asked was, Is Christ's transformed body the beginning of making all things new, and the in the start of his fulfillment of his promises? So like. My thought process when I'm reading this is, there's, there, he's painting a picture of Christ's new body, and he makes, he goes out of his way to say, he's a transformed body, right? He goes a transformed body, and it is like a new body. He eats, he drinks, but then he does all these other things. He can go through locked doors and all this other stuff, right? And so, well, I and and so when I'm looking at this and I'm and I'm and I read this and I think, oh well, this there's a connection here. Okay, this is like his presenting okay this is new not only not only does not only is he promising a new world but through Christ through his resurrection this is the beginning of the new because look you look at God he's got a brand new body right he doesn't come back in his old form where he's got you know cuts and stab marks and everything like that he's a brand new body transformed body right so is that his? Is this his? Is this the beginning of the transfer or of the new world through Jesus? Yes. <laughs> well, no, well, okay. Last week we talked about it, right? You, what did you call Jesus in relationship to Adam? What did you call him? So I said it. I don't remember. I said it. Someone said it. Oh, the second Adam? Yes! Oh, okay. the second Adam. Did you guys say that? I don't think we talked about that. I don't think we talked it. about that. Uh, that was your other We group. did talk about heaven. That might have been. <laughs> <laughs> did we start to talk about this? Yeah, we started to talk yeah. about heaven. The Wednesday night group, <laughs> I went to check out uh, Yeah. And what heaven looks like or what, you know, what it's going to be, what it's not going to be. Well, what you hit on, Nick, a couple things. One, obviously the resurrection being and the ascension, it, it, it's so paramount to what we believe. That's what changes history, but um, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, the idea of you had God created Adam and Adam failed, humanity failed, so God becomes a human being, so Christ is that second Adam, this new creation of humanity. And so, that, and, and that's what Nancy Wright speaks about, about the idea of that, about that kingdom now within us, right? The reality of what Christ has done, this new body is resurrected by the sin in heaven, and now that reality is unfolding in us. So wait, I mean, just think about, like, the act of resurrection, you know, what does resurrection mean? Well, I was just going to say that it's probably, it had to be for our benefit because, correct me if I'm wrong, but God was always the three in one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. So, I'm not doing it for him. No. Nope. He's doing it for us to signal yeah. to us. Yeah. 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 I think, I think yeah. it's a uh, great, great point. I think not just only is Jesus the second Adam, but the world is a new creation. Or at least the beginning yeah, of a so new I creation. So I think resurrection suggests a new, not just resurrection of one person bodily, but a resurrection of all of God's creation. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or a recreation. Or is that the goal? Yeah, I would say that's the goal. Like this is the beginning of the transformation. Well, it's not. Of, of, yeah, we haven't we haven't achieved. No. We haven't achieved it. We haven't seen the fullness of it. But yeah. what it's begun. Like you talked about in the book, is heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So heaven and earth has begun with the resurrection. Yeah. And the ascension. And the ascension. Yeah. Well, he he goes on and talks about the differences of of heaven and earth. You know, and it, and it was a little a little difficult for me to comprehend, but it's not like uh, well, well we'll skip forward a little bit because he talks about the ascension and how everybody's looking at Christ going up into the clouds, right? And he makes a point of saying it's we're it's not necessarily like God's like going up or Christ is going up to the clouds, and if we go past, if we go up in the stars, they will yeah. see him, right? Yeah. It's it's a completely different... Yeah, second start of the right straight down yeah. until morning. It's That's right. Peter yeah. Pan going. So enlighten me, because I've never read through the whole Bible. I'm making my way through it day by day. I'm still yeah. Psalms now. But, so, still the, That's very impressive that you already had Psalms. You're halfway yeah. through. So. You made it through this. You made it through halfway. So. Yeah, I'm doing a chapter a day. I'm on my Psalm 75. That's awesome. But uh, uh, So he's resurrected. Yeah. He comes out. He says, hey, here I am. Mm -hmm. And then he descends to heaven. After 40 days. So well, because remember, he appears, so if you... Wait, you say, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, we'll I, at church, we're going to be in the Gospels all year. So this whole year, I'm just staying in the Gospels. Anyway, but, the, but yeah, so he resurrects, and then he appears to his followers. And he, he starts showing, Nick alluded to it, like a body that eats, um, yet a body that can, that can go through locked doors. Um, you know, a body that was not recognizable until like until their lights came on like like when uh, when Mary first went to Jesus saw J Jesus didn't recognize it was him and then he said you know Mary and he said Rabboni teacher all of a sudden she said oh that's who it is so you know it's almost like someone that's gone through such a transformation like you know like if I lost my 40 pounds again he's like oh whoa Nick who are you who's that guy you know, who is that guy you know so it's so there was a so that was part of it. It was a change. And so then he sticks around for forty days, and then he ascends into heaven. Jesus out. Yeah. So here's, and here's what here's what's significant about all of that. In that two things is that one, there's a difference between res, resurrection and resuscitation. Sure. The medical field, you can resuscitate somebody, bring them back to life. There could be people that are clinically dead and still come back to life. Jesus was dead. He was not resuscitated. He actually was resurrected. It was a metamorphosis. It was a completely new body creation that was resurrected out of it, and it was something completely different, right? And so he's the first of that. And so, so the and the significance also is, is that people that have been resuscitated will eventually die again, right? If you, you've been resuscitated, okay, you will eventually die. Jesus showed in his resurrection with his ascension, he will never die again. So, in other words, death itself has now been permanently defeated through Christ's work. That's significant. Mm -hmm. his, asc his ascension doesn't mean that he left us. No. 
No, it's, well, that's but, not chapter two. Yeah, but it's still. Uh, well, he said it. And he said it in chapter well, one. Yeah, he said from it. You will receive power when the whole wait. When, remember that first part says wait until, until the, the Holy Spirit, Spirit comes, and then you'll be my witnesses. Is it there? Yeah. yeah. No, from a, from a, a very elementary understanding of the story, you know, you see Jesus ascending. That, you know, I think that would suggest that he left. That he left them. Well, like I was, yeah. was going to say, it's like even in the, the chapter one that we read right now is that as uh, it's right, correct, as heaven is not up in the clouds, it's on earth, and we need to turn earth into that. So yeah. if Jesus were to ascend or cross over to heaven, yeah. he hasn't left us. He, he's on the other side of the mirror. Yeah. Um, he's raining. He's on the one side of the mirror. Yeah, something about the upside down. I'm, I'm sure. The upside yeah, down, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, I think that. But I think the, the right side up. But I mean, uh, you, 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 yeah, yeah. You, you think about it. I love the way. Right side. Should I just wait until we're talking about? I saw like, a name this episode. He said heaven is kind of God's God's, God's space, space. Yeah. Versus Earth kind of is ours. That was that's yeah. very helpful because it's like it's not like it's a separate place that you travel to. Just heaven are the things of God. It's just God's space and God's God's will. It's God's area. You know, and where we are. But then, but then. But then Christ being able to come back and ascend, he kind of yeah. is able to come back and forth. Well, and then right? you think about it too. This is a, this is an empty actually said this before. He didn't say it in this, in this chapter. You think about two especially the ascension. Earth actually at that point a bit of earth moved into heaven. Mm-hmm. The earthly realm, yeah. us actually the, the earth part, the human part actually moved into God's space, and that's a, that's like an incredible reality, right? Well, with his with Christ's ascension, seated at the right hand of yeah, the Father, yeah. that is us. That us, is that is uh, man. Our people went in into heaven, up. so that's earth earthly realm. I earthly guess realm, realm is now in. already up there. It's yeah, like so. In other words, you had heaven that came to earth, mm-hmm. but now you have earth moving to heaven. So yeah. Now, is there a significance? In the forty days, why was he forty days? Is that is that like a a drawback to him in the desert for forty days? Well, I mean, you know, the forty or? is one of those numbers in the Bible that that you know Moses was in the wilderness for forty days, Jesus was Noah. Was Noah, Noah was Noah yeah forty year or uh, forty days and forty nights. You know, I mean, so there's a lot of that in it. You know, the specifics why we don't know why, but I mean, you know, what I always take from that is that when Jesus was resurrected. He went and appeared to his apostles and five hundred other people. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he showed his resurrected body to a lot of people. And the craziest part about it is, is that is that a lot of those people like sealed their testimony with their blood. Like they were willing to die on what they said. No, I saw. Mm-hmm. I saw Christ. So with this podcast that I was listening to, they were talking about Matthias. Uh huh. Oh well, not even the podcast. We'll talk about it later. Also, later, is it Matthias, right? And how he wasn't a believer until Christ revealed Himself, right? I want to say that's what that's what I read because because when they were trying to fill the twelve spots, they were looking for another spot. Oh, because of Judas. Because of Judas, Judas, right? They were looking to fill the spot, and there was between two people, Justice yeah. and yeah. Matthias. Yeah. And they had, he had had a commentary about how. Uh, no, Matthias that's, that's wasn't really a believer until he. I'm just going off of what I read. Yeah, yeah. I, say, I would say that's not in the Bible, so I don't. I don't yeah, know. That's yeah. a, this is his commentary, and and I, like I said, that's that's one thing that I kind of don't like about the book, is that he doesn't have a lot of references where you can look back and, and make the connection. You know, it's, I'm, I I feel like a lot of the times that I'm reading. Are you talking about what N.T. Wright said? Yes. 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 And, and I, I feel like I'm trying to, I'm just having to believe what he's saying without any real, um... Yeah, he uh, could be, he could be right, and, but I don't know. He might be, he might be, he might be quoting some of the church tradition. Let's talk about that when we actually go over that chapter. What's this chapter? Uh, it's chapter one, it's, yeah, yeah, it's the end of chapter one. 143. Yeah, it's on page like 19 or Somebody something. read it. I read the whole thing. I read it too. You didn't read it? Memorized. Ah! I don't remember that part. Let me look for it. But another question. We were talking about Jesus returning. Wouldn't you say that him saying the Holy Spirit's going to come? Isn't that him returning also? Because God is three in one. But it's still Christ coming back through the Holy Spirit. So he's not, he's doing his dual thing. Like he's up there and he's down here through the Holy Spirit. He's working through us. Yeah. Or is that a separate entity? What do you guys think? Well, three in one, right? So three in one, yeah. But also, and, and well, three and one, and so part of the part of the mystery of the Trinity is God is is, is three persons, 
one God. God is 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 you know God is no more one than he is three. God no is no more three than he is one. It's part of the the, the, the paradox that we don't understand. Yes, so three so one, the Holy Spirit is separate from uh, from Jesus from the Son, yet it's still one God. So every Sunday we celebrate whenever we take communion, we celebrate you know communion with Christ. So when we when we you know eat of his body and drink of his flesh, we are we believe that Christ is there with us. Yeah. To the Holy Spirit. Well, you know, I, I think about it this way. If you think of Jesus who became a human being, okay? Human beings, a human is not omnipresent. So we know God's omnipresent, but humans are omnipresent. Right? So, in many ways, when Jesus Jesus ascends, Jesus is not omnipresent, Jesus is the man. So he goes into heaven, gives us the Holy Spirit with God, third person of the Trinity, who is omnipresent. And so kind of the, the, the crazy reality we'll get to in chapter 2 is that all of a sudden, now God's presence and that person which is omnipresent is within us. And in many ways, if you look at the, the, the Gospels, um, when Jesus was baptized, you know, said the Holy Spirit descended on him. So it was almost like the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus, the man, and empowered him for ministry. And that's what Jesus said there in chapter 1. He said, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes, so that you can move my witnesses. I have a problem. Just hit me when you were talking right now. So since God is omnipresent, mm -hmm. everywhere, he is everywhere yeah. at all times. Yeah. That means he was in us, around us, yeah. before this happened. Yeah. Yeah. So again, all these things that are happening are for our benefit. Oh. It's... Oh. Every step, resurrection, ascension, is to make us aware of him. Yeah. He gains nothing. Absolutely. That's one of the so one of the things I always nitpick on because I hate when people say, "God, I just want to give you glory." He didn't need. He didn't need it. He's got plenty of glory. He's like you know, it's like you know, it's like telling you know, selling Elon Musk. I want you to have all the money. He's already got it. So there's no, you know, you're not. So he doesn't. What what does he do? He actually wants to give his glory to us. He wants to give us glory. He wants to pour out of him. He didn't need anything. He was perfectly. Or if I'm understanding correctly, I'll phrase it differently. It's not that he wants to give it to us. He wants to make us aware of it. Well. I yes, but I would say he actually wants to give us. He wants us to share in his share in his glory. I think that that's, that's another it. theme that maybe, I don't know if you guys were planning to talk not about. Without, but not without what Christ has done. I want to talk about kingdom. But if we're, <laughs> but if we're, if God is omnipresent and we're imbued with his spirit from way before this. Well, but that's just it. We're not, though. Because remember when we, when we ran away from God, mm -hmm. right? Ran away from God's presence, mm -hmm. right? It's the essence of what sin is. You're running away from the presence of God. So... It, you know, it was a point where the glory of God was so great, we couldn't even be in it or we would die. Because we're, you know, again, if you look at the Old Testament, like Moses was encountered the glory of God and so changed his face that he had to wear a veil. People couldn't see. Because even the word glory means weight. It's like weightiness. Like it was, it was too powerful to even behold. Again, I'm sure there's something Marvel in here that's in all of <laughs> But anyway. But I, a Marvel metaphor here somewhere. But like or oh Disney, my, oh Disney soul. Yeah, yeah. You might, but I mean, but, but that was the point, though. Is that 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 was that just it? Is that humans we wanted to see the glory of God. In fact, even the Old Testament says, "Show me your glory," but we could not behold the glory of God because it would kill you. So is is what changed was Christ for us for us yeah, Christ okay it. okay well that's, that's just it I was gonna ask the same well question. no but that but that but that's exactly why Christ came was so that we can behold the glory of God so that we can see God in His glory and that His glory can be in us right but He it sounds like He made changes in us so that we are capable of seeing God no is God He doesn't need I don't no, think no 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 I well, don't think He no. made changes in in well, us. I think because he knew that we couldn't, 
He made, he made sacrifices for us, well, not well, changes so, so for us. Well, yeah. God so is eternal, everlasting, yeah. and changing. So that's the. Yeah. So that's the. Well, that's the gift of the Holy Spirit then coming into our lives. Right. You know, again, we talk about this. Is like you can't come to faith on your own, right? It's, there's got to be something. It's got to be the Holy Spirit that softens you and changes you and draws you in, right? It looks differently for so many people, but like there's something about that. So yeah, you have to have that. In fact, um, in the New Testament says you can't even say Jesus is Lord apart from the Holy Spirit. So it's that idea of God, His presence had to come in and draw you in to produce the change. So God had a, I mean, I mean, like I said, I, I don't, I haven't read the Bible as very extensively, yeah. but I remember reading or listening or hearing about Jesus' baptism, right? Yeah. Where he was called to John the Baptist to be baptized, but he didn't, he was, I don't know if he didn't know who he was at the time, and instead, and then, you know, the voice came from the heavens, right, and everything yeah. like that. So, what was I going, where was I going with this? I don't remember where I was going with this. All right, damn it, I lost my thought. I had it right there. I was making the connection and I lost it. I lost it. I'll take that one. But, well, the, uh, the baptism of John, or baptism of Jesus, remember, um, in many ways it almost parallels the creation story, which you guys, which we already read about in Genesis 1, right? Yes. The Spirit of God hovering over the yes, water. Yes, right? he creates, the the, yes, yes. Right. So the same way Christ goes in, the water comes out, yes. and that the Holy Spirit descends upon him. This is not something like, please, this is the new creation. You know, so, you know, the, 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 and, and at that point, when you say, I saw the Holy Spirit descend upon him, it's clear at that point that Jesus the man is now empowered yes, yes. for ministry. Right? Because I don't think Jesus did his miracles because he was God. No. I think Jesus did his miracles because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, I, don't, I don't think he cheated, if you will. Right? You know, so. And I think that's the that's point. Because he's never been as much human, make. right? He was a real human being. You know, I think so. that's the point that I was trying to make because Jesus yeah. wasn't doing these things until the Holy Spirit Absolutely. came into him. Absolutely. You know what? Because he didn't do his first miracle until after he was yes. baptized. Then he went to Cana and Hallelujah, turned the water into wine, or maybe it was beer. I mean, is that is that? I mean, like going back to what what Wade was talking about, like it, the Holy Spirit is always present, but unless we let it in and and allow it to come in, we we also don't have that power. I mean, obviously, it's a little different power than the apostles where they were doing all these miracles. But, I mean, through the Holy Spirit, we're doing a lot of other different miracles, you would say, or, you know, by spreading his message. And, you know, like we talked about last week, of, you know, allowing God into our hearts. We talked about, um, you know, I think Wade was talking about, you know, Trump being like this one person who was like, you asked, like, can you be a Christian and then not follow anything, right? And then I, and I was telling you, I was saying that. You, it, as of being a Christian, allowing the Holy Spirit into your into your life and into your heart, you wouldn't act that way, and you and you you internalize the Holy Spirit, and then you through your works, there's probably a better term for it than works, but through your works, you're spreading that Holy Spirit. Now I have to ask a very Josh question. Bring it. Is it up to us to allow God into our hearts? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always say it is. I would say. I say I say it is. And I'm not. One way or the other. But wait, who has who has the power to save you? Is it you or is it God? God. If God has the power to save you, then God is. If God has the power to save you, then that means. Okay. Ah, okay. it's contagious. Ah, it's contagious. Listen, Cobra Kai never dies. Well, that's what I, you know. I was thinking. No mercy. I was thinking that you know, Cobra Kai, no Kai is Cobra Kai actually is a story about resurrection. Yes. I mean, you have not a chapter three. Not just, yeah, the I third. Yeah, that, no, it's kind of in the second one. Kind of in the second one. No, in the second one, he reveals it a little I bit. I have to say, in the second, he reveals in the second season. Okay. Although I thought it was so funny that Bobby was a pastor. Stop. Anyway, stop. I only saw the first season. All right, I gotta get to the I second scene. Uh, you. Oh, it's so good. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, really. So the first, the first season, uh, you know, you have Johnny who was a defeated kid. Yeah. That, yep. You know, like his life was totally ruined yeah. by being a loser when he was a kid. But he wasn't a loser. Well, you mean yeah, at the beginning lost, of his? Are you talking about the beginning of his life? Before, or after? Yeah, the end of Karate Kid. Before we start dating Allie. Okay. Because yeah. so in defeated. the third season, you see the beginning right. of that too. Well, he. Well, I just saw the first season. So he was defeated in Karate Kid. 
And that was like the end of his life, right? Yes, yes, yes. But yes. then the first season about, is about him coming back to yes, life. Yes, And establishing his kingdom upon the earth, Cobra Kai. Yes. Uh, uh, spreading the gospel <laughs> of Cobra Kai. It's true, it's true. Well, well, helping the loser. There's a lot of parallels. There's a lot of parallels. Yeah. 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 He was inviting. He was inviting. Uh, you know, other, other uh, losers into his kingdom. And but he wasn't inviting losers. Those are only ones that were coming to him, just like Christ. Yeah. But uh, um, here, here's this is the point. I guess I'll have one. Gosh, you twisted my arm. Thank you, Nick. Okay. Does does. Does Christ have yes. the power to That's save yes. him, or does it? That's so yes. If Christ, I like, I mine, so. if Christ has the power to save you, Thank you which if you're a Christian, you have to believe that he does, right? Then you're going to be saved. But if he wants you to be saved, you're going to be saved. Because he has the power to save you. You don't have the power to reject him. I think you do. I mean, uh, now, 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 let John, you're, you're, you're Josh, you're thinking at the... You're assigning yourself. You're assigning yourself power that you don't have. Okay. Okay. We're, but I think you're thinking it as as theological rather than practical, because my whole life I rejected God, and yeah, I well, and then yeah. I made a choice. I, I made, no, you know what? No, no, you're, no, right. no, you're you're right though. You know what? Actually, I take that back. I take that back. At some I, point. At, at some, some point. point, you make a choice because I could have kept doing kept or, kept. Continuing on with my life, it would have not have been easy. It would have been very difficult as it was before. Like, and I mean, when I say difficult, I mean like I felt I felt something was missing, and I felt lost in who I was because I was running from God, and I made the choice to accept Him because I was. But but at the same time, and maybe it wasn't a choice because it just well, was very say, overwhelming. It, it goes it goes to perspective, right? Maybe from your yes. perspective, it's a choice. From God's perspective, he's like, no, you know. I mean, yes, I, I I think that's a big distinction. Yeah. Um, I think it's a big distinction because because now that I think about it, it in my mind it was a choice. Yeah. But do you think in you see God's glory if you're only like halfway there? If it's only only like go to Christ when it's convenient or when you. Well, as opposed to like yeah, I think you Christ have to view it being you know not necessarily being baptized. That's a yeah. show of it, but to be able to like fully feel the glory and share it with others, I think you have to like make that commitment to yourself. Yeah, to God. Yeah. Yes, well, I think really we're talking about difference of like perspective. That. So if you look at it from an outsider's point of view, God chose you. Yes. Uh, um, if you look at it from an insider's point of view, then you chose God. Well, look at it, your point of view. You've chosen to be. You, we had this discussion a couple of weeks ago where, where you and 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 Wade were talking about like how you guys, you guys like you're like, well, I, I I wish I had your experience, but you you haven't had that experience, but you made the choice to commit yourself to God. So would you say? I mean, obviously, because I, I it, it it's it's very it's very hard for me to explain. Because I'm not, I don't, I don't know how you guys feel. Well, remember I, what I was saying last time about modernism and synergism. Synergism meaning you help God save you, and modernism means God saves you. Okay. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need your help. Well, that's like I'm going to pick up and agree with, with, with the next point before was that we don't give them permission to save us if we're saved regardless. But from a practical earthly sense, yeah, we choose how to live our lives for lack of a better term. Okay, I'll agree with that. Well, and uh, you know, and I'll say just from our own perspective, because I, I grew up in the church, right? So I lived in relation to God. Like, and in many ways, I'm, I, I, I guess I could have a choice, but at the same, at the same time. There's no way. I mean, like, you know, I mean, it's like there's no like, there was no, and, and that's and, and it's funny that that's, that's actually part of the reason why in our church baptism, especially of children, is so significant, so important because it's it's that it's that it's that sign and seal that says you little one are loved by God, like you like. He's done something for you, little one, before you were even born, before you even knew anything. You're not even aware right now 
and and there's a God that loves you and created you and gave his life on you. So there's something about that that's so significant. It's like, oh my goodness, there is no other way, you know. And it, it, it's something innate that's like, I mean, no, I, there's nowhere else to go, you know. And so, um, so you know. But again, I could say, but yeah, but am I choosing it? Yeah, I guess I'm choosing it from my perspective. But certainly from God's drawing me in the entire way. The way I think about it, and obviously this isn't, I'm Josh is going to have an argument with it, but it's like a seed that's planted in you before you were born, right? And you choose to water it, to nourish it, to let it grow, right? This is just my perspective. Um, but but like Nick said, before you were even born, before you even knew, before you were conscious, God's he he was war, he his Holy Spirit was already in you, but it is it feels like it's it's in my in my minimal understanding it's like a seed that just kind of grows if you nurture it and then it continues to grow through your life. Or there's a seed in you, and when it blooms, you then choose, quote unquote, choose. That's I like that too. I I, 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 I think that's a good um, description. I mean, we don't know, but in our own comprehension, that's kind of how I think about it. It might need. It's probably not right. Well, I mean, that, like there's kind of a medieval view of this is you have two dogs fighting inside of you, right? One's a good dog and one's a bad dog. And you, the more you feed the good dog, the stronger it gets, the better it grows. The more you feed the bad dog, the stronger it gets. The reason why I, I object to, you know, the kind of thinking you guys were suggesting is because I think as humans we have the tendency to give ourselves the control, yes. you know, and I want to fight, I always want to fight against that instinct, you know, that we are responsible somehow, you know. But, uh, but <clears throat> I'm sorry to interrupt you, but... Well, what what, devi- what deviates from us feeling like we have control when it might just be God working through us telling us to do something? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes, yeah, we, we want control, but who's to say that's not God saying, okay, this is your path? You know what I mean? God's working through us, revealing himself to us, saying this is your path. And in our mind, we're making that conscious decision to be like, oh, I'm going to do it myself. But in reality, yeah. but it might just be him saying, "This is this is your path. Follow this path. I'm guiding you." Well, I think so many things in life we take far too much credit for, right? Without recognizing that we happen to be, you know, born in a period of time and in a country, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we just we credit ourselves way too much. I, I read uh, there's a book years ago written by Malcolm Gladwell called Outliers, and it's fascinating, you know, about you know. What, like, when someone like, you know, when you say someone like, like the Beatles has the success they have, it's not simply that they just practice all the time. There's more to it than that. Anyway, it's intangible. There's, in, there's other things that happen that you, you, you yeah, that just, you know, and so, yeah, you can't tell. It isn't simply about, oh, if you just were as talented or if you just did what we did, you can do it. You know, it's not quite that way. And I think salvation that's and I think that's the point too about our salvation. It's like really we didn't really have anything to do with it. It was it was just God was the one that made it happen. And you know, we're you know, I, I always think it's like the ultimate identity test, right? Or we just we just get participate. So yeah. Yeah, and you can't look at yourself and say, oh look what a good you know, what a good boy am I. What I did such a good job. No, no, yeah. Uh, uh, I tried to do all that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We all do. Right? Well, Especially us as guys. Rewarding yourself for like, being a good father. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do it, Connor. I mean, <laughs> not that I don't pray for those things. I'm not saying it's all me. But, yeah. Oh, it's good. Thank you. I do that in Costco. Well, I do the shopping. I reward myself. <laughs> with 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 the, the beer. No, the I beer. thought you were gonna say with samples. I thought you were gonna say with samples. No, they're not doing samples right. Oh, they don't do samples. Oh, yeah, oh, those cards. Well, we've been on the show before. Well, I mean, put it. Let's put it this way. Let's. 
you know, the kind of people that are in hell versus the kind of people that are in heaven. Okay. But there's a lot of people that are in hell. There are people in hell that enjoy being in hell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So for them, that's that's but don't you think okay there's a lot of people that think they deserve heaven and they're going to end up in hell anyway? Well, do you think that the people that deserve heaven or no, that that believe like they don't just deserve thinking, Like just thinking that you deserve heaven is not, a, it's not good. It's not good enough, right? Well, how do you deserve anything if it's not up to you? Well, that, yeah, that's, that's kind of my point. Yeah. And let me ask you this. How do these people end up in hell when they, when they don't have a choice to accept God? Oh, you're asking. That's the... Should I drop this microphone? Should I pick this phone well, up, yeah. microphone, and drop it? Well that, well, that goes back, but that's all part of the... the that, now that's us going into the God space. Yes, right? exactly. Speculating, but, you know. Yeah. Going into the God space. We're going to dig deep enough and expand it into it. Something beautiful. All right, let's go back. Let's, yeah. let's kind of get back on track. But can't you see my point? Like, you think... I mean, don't you think... But there's a lot of people that think yeah, there, point, don't you think that there's a lot of people think they earn their way into heaven that are not going to be there? Why do you think they earn their way? What 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 would make them feel like they earn their way into what? heaven? Everybody's because they're so good. Story. Because yeah. they're not as bad as the others. Are. Okay. Or not even that, but like everybody's here on their own story. That's yeah, exactly. Right. Everybody thinks yeah. they're right. Even Hitler thought he was right. 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 There, there was never a war fought by two sides who thought they were wrong. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, even you look at like, I mean, the whole thing around climate change. I totally believe climate change is happening. I don't necessarily know that we're a hundred percent responsible for it, or that it's China and India. Hundred percent the solution for it, right? Especially when you consider the world's been around for fourteen billion years. But again, that's it's that whole thing, though. But we are so obsessed with our going here in our story. So we think that what we do now, we actually have the power to to change all this, you know. And, and I'm not, I'm not. Again, I'm not a denier or something like that. Right. But, Are you climbing down there? But I'm like, wait a second, you know, I mean, George Carlin said it. The world's been around 14 billion years. So, I mean... No, the, yeah, the climate is changing. We're around for hundreds. Yeah, yeah. To so. think that we're the sole responsibility of it is arrogance. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. arrogance and pride. Okay. So, <clears throat> killer, right? Seven deadly sins. Arrogance and pride. Oh. Uh, Seven. And we're, you know, we're just as bad as everybody else. Yes. We just have God. We think we deserve. We think we deserve heaven because we're special. We think God chose us because we're special. Okay, so because there's something special in us okay. that makes us different than the person in hell. Well, it's not a good way is, to though. think. But there is. But it's not a good way to think. So okay. I mean, then then how do we Even then how we, do we differentiate whether or well, let's say let's let's say this. We don't differentiate. God differentiates. That's that is true. Yeah, we don't know until we get there. So in this commentary on Acts um, one verse six through eight, above you know, a lot of what he's talking about was like that idea of are we there yet? Right? Yes, are, yes, are yes. we there in heaven yet? You know, what above what he says, and I'm going to take it. He says God's kingdom is coming in and through the work of Jesus. This is very significant. Not by taking people away from the world, mm -hmm. right? Which some some Christians actually believe that, but by transforming things within the world, bringing the sphere of earth into the present and under the rule of heaven itself. What do you about that statement? Wait, say it again. What page is that? So page eight. Okay. Uh, to me, the key word is kingdom. Get away from this. This is where you like to talk about heaven on earth. Yeah. yeah. What is heaven? What is heaven? But God's get somewhere else when we're trying to have a good life. Well, we're not trying to eject out of here because there's some people who think that. Some people think the world's so bad. And honestly, if you're in the news, the news you're a Christian, they make it seem like this is the darkest. Worst time in history. You know, this is the darkest days in our country. No, it's not. 
Well, that, I think some of that goes back to like the the Judeo thought is I'm gonna do everything I can to earn my way up there. Yeah. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna be in hell, or I'm gonna do everything I can here and live a miserable life so that I can have a great afterlife, right? Yeah. But I think, and something that I thought a long time ago, years ago, when we first started this, is like, isn't what God is asking for or Christ is looking for in, in, his, in, in that passage? It's like bringing, not, not, <clears throat> not looking forward to going to heaven, but bringing heaven here, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think a lot of that is just bringing the message throughout the world so that we have a unifying vision or unifying ideology of, what, or what, uh, of Christ, and that would create a heaven on earth. Yeah. Not necessarily being a utopia, yeah. but it would be a heaven on earth. Well, it, it's I guess what the, the question is is that is you know is God active in this place, or is He just waiting for this place to be destroyed so He can do something else? Well, I mean, Him sending the Holy Spirit down is Him being active, active in our in exactly. our world in our life. So a lot of the thinking has been sometimes in the church, people thought, no, the world is so bad. I've got to get to heaven. Yep. So this place is actually not my home. This is sort of here temporarily. Uh, even my grandfather was in heaven. God bless him. I love him so much. He loved Jesus with all his heart. But he'd always say, oh, we're just on a visit here. This is, this is just a visit, and our real home is up there. You know. And I, and I think that part of what I appreciate what he's saying here is that he's like, no, actually, no. This is actually our home right here. Is our goal, let's just hunker down until we can get out of here? Or is our goal to take... God's space Well, that's why. That's why he's. Um, well, let, let me go back to this real quick, because uh, it kind of goes off to what you were saying. As uh, and this is just my own commentary during this question. I did hooked on phonics when I was in third grade. Right. Okay. Like it's okay. Which back up? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That middle part. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and when I was little, I could not read where the shit, and I realized it's because I didn't have glasses. And I would cry because yeah, well, I couldn't read. I still didn't wear glasses. As many new believers are the apostles, are excited and anxious to spread the good news of Christ's resurrection and be witnesses of the fulfillment of God's promise to restore the kingdom of Israel. After being with Jesus and being witness to many miracles he has performed, including the resurrection, why do they continue to expect that the restoration of the kingdom of Israel is an earthly restoration? So, when he because talks, it is an earthly res restoration, it's just also a spiritual one. Okay. So it's both. It's uh, like the whole idea of resurrection doesn't doesn't just mean resurrection of Jesus, but resurrection of all of creation. Okay. So when when Jesus wants to bring his kingdom, yeah, it starts out out as a spiritual kingdom. But that spiritual kingdom has physical qualities to it. And I, when you think about resurrection as a new creation, then you can see... Yeah, God's kingdom is ma being made manifest through his people physically as well as spiritually. That's what I'm struggling with right now. So, I don't, you know, we always have this idea that if you die, you go to heaven. And, okay, it's not up in the clouds, it's on the other side of the mirror on earth. Yeah. But now we're, we're saying that while we're, we're here on this plane, we should be trying to bring heaven to earth. How can you have both? How can you go to heaven, but also bring it here? Yeah. Already well, again, again, and this, this goes back to them, we're not talking about going to another place. We're not talking about it as heaven as another place that you get to, right? We talk about heaven as the godly place, or the, or the or God's realm, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that God's realm, then, is like this specific place you can chart out on, on a on a map and say that's how we get there. Right. So so that's so what we're then saying is we're saying God's place, God's thing, God's kingdom, God's values, God 
to be a god of treasure. That's actually coming into Earth right now. You know, I mean, I, you know, did, so the way I would look at where we are right now, I would say it's like it's, it's a it's like when you're making Thanksgiving dinner, which is one of my favorite things to do, right? Because I'm making the turkey, I get first dibs on everything. I get to taste everything. I get to taste the mashed potatoes. I get to put them right before I carve the turkey. I taste that. I taste the, the fatty parts first. I get all that stuff first. So part of the, the that unfolding is the is is the is is that's part of the kingdom of participation, you know. Yeah. Um, which when you think about our church will celebrate in a few weeks before they left starting back Wednesday. What's significant about that is that it always takes place during the springtime, right? Springtime is a transition time, right? It's a transition where winter is now melting away, life is starting to form again on the trees, the days are getting brighter, right? Uh, and, and the days are getting longer, right? Getting warmer, things are happening, right? It's all, but it's all happening at once, right? It's a, it's a season of processing. So in many ways, kind of where we're in is we're in a season um, where the realities of heaven are starting to come in and they're starting to mix together and, and bring in change. You know? And, you know, and actually, Andrew, I talked about, like, you know, we talked about, are, you, are we there yet? You know, well, if, you know, if I live an hour away, are we there yet is, okay, when I'm five minutes away, right? If I live five hours away, okay, are we there yet? Well, we're an hour away. Well, yeah, I'm in my cell. You okay? We're almost home. You know, well, in this passage or in his <clears throat> in his commentary, the like when they're saying like, "Are we there yet? Are we there yet?" Because they're, I think, he's saying like, from their perspective, they're waiting for the kingdom of Israel to come to be risen, right? And they're thinking, and it's kind of, and what the question really means, what the question that I asked was really means is, they're thinking it's like a government, like a government coming in, and they're like, okay, well, like, and that's why I said, like on an earthly resurrection, they're, they're, in their, in their comprehension, it's like, okay, now Israel as a nation is going to rise yeah. and rule. Yeah. Yeah. Why is their perspective thinking it that way rather than God's, God's kingdom yeah. in, in, in heaven or you know, yeah. and bringing heaven on earth. Well, what is that? I mean, when you see God's kingdom being made manifest, the human idea is to say, awesome, how can I be a part of it? And uh, how can I make my dreams come true, you know? But God does what he wants to do, and he's, he's, gonna, he's going to recreate the earth the way he wants it to be. And we're just along for the ride. Okay. Uh, um, so everybody's going to have their own preconceived notion of what heaven is going to be, right? Yes. So it's the same thing back then as it is now. So their we perception. have our own idea of you know what it means. So their perception, their perception of heaven on earth is the actual rise of the Israel is Israel nation. The way they, yeah, exactly. The way they understood it was, they thought, okay, yeah, the Messiah is going to come. Political, yes, he's going to overthrow the Roman government. Israel be reestablished, and we're going to rule this place. Yeah, but nowhere in his teachings does he say it. I mean, they they, they I mean, they they call him the king, right? He's the yeah. king. And I think in their in their comprehension, the king is a king, right? Yeah. The military leader or the ruler of the nation. But they don't really understand that he's just the king of of earth, heaven and earth. And then not in a, I mean, I, I, it's kind of it gets very complicated because we're we're mixing words here of, of the difference between heaven and earth, right? We're talking about the different spheres and the different uh, uh, whatever you want to call it. So, but their thought process is it's not an actual. It's not heaven. It's oh, we're gonna dominate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're 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 looking. They were looking because they've been enslaved they were, for so yeah, long yeah. and they're being persecuted. Yeah. It's like okay, now it's our turn, That's right? Exactly. But it's but it's not on we're earth. Gonna, I've got the power, and we're gonna be yeah. Exactly. That was their hope. All right. Very nice. I like it. And what's so incredible though about why it's good that it's not that. Another part the, of the biggest difference is that what it basically signifies then is that the the kingdom of heaven 
is now available for everyone. Not just one class of person, not just one race of person, not just one culture, right? For everyone. If it was, if it was only available to the people who could follow all 600 commandments, right. we'd all be there were 600 commandments? I thought there was 10. I thought there was only 10, man. No, bro. Good <laughs> lord. Were those tablets oh, broken no, on the no, way no, down no, or what? No, what the no, hell? I thought there was only 10. I'm sticking to 10, too. Well, going back to the podcast that I listened to, he was talking about uh, the Sumerians. Yeah. Right, and how there were like a um, Samaritans. Samaritans, thank you. How there were like a mixture of the Jews and the Gentiles, right? right? So that's how the Samaritans were created, and and he made a he was talking about how um, how this was like the beginning class or the beginning uh, nation of Christians, right? It wasn't. It was. It not, there was no longer a different. Di there was. There was beginning the no longer differentiation between. Saved and unsaved. Yeah. Now it's a mixture, and yeah. and it's going to start the the Christian uh, faith or the you know whatever. Yeah. I thought that was interesting because I didn't knew that. I never knew that. Yeah.